Today is Saturday, February the 17th, 2018. Happy Lunar New Year, the year of the dog. I am Metal John at Metal John Radio on Twitter, and along with me from Lamont, Illinois, the one and only Brad Risto. I am at Brad Risto on uh, Twitter. Happy birthday to Michael Jeffrey Jordan, the greatest basketball player of all time. What team did he play for? He played for my favorite, the Chicago Bulls. Hmm. Never heard of him. Oh, he, he, he was in a movie. He was in Space Jam. Oh, that guy. He starred with oh. Bugs Bunny. Oh, all right. Now I know. Yeah, that now guy. Now I know. There's a statue of uh, his Space Jam character uh, at the United States. Yeah, whenever you go see your Blackhawks, who apparently have stopped playing hockey this year early. Yes. Uh, yeah, so there's a statue of uh, his character from, yeah, uh, from Space Jam. that's how big of a movie it was. Yeah, of course. Of course. Uh, this is episode number 79, and this episode is going to be our Black Panther review. We're going to talk spoilers. We're going to talk thoughts, likes, dislikes. Mm-hmm. Got a couple of fun facts for you, too, Brad. I was able to dig up. Yeah, I uh, saw some online, show... too. I'll let you lead the way and see what I'm... Uh... If you saw what I saw. Yeah, but we went to go see it together in yes. uh, in Woodridge at uh, the Hollywood Boulevard Theater, which, by the way, Row we're, we're going to give stinks. them some, some free love here. Cause well, yes, free I, I, love, but plus I want to knock them just a tad. Okay, well, the free love, we'll start with that. Uh, yes. One of the coolest, like, independent movie theaters around. Uh, I, I always talk about how much I really want to go see, to the Alamo Draft House mm-hmm. because they are – Sort of in the same fashion. They right. they kind of run an independent chain. They do things their own way outside of the norm that AMC and Cinemark and all the other right. chains do. And what they do at Hollywood Boulevard, and they've been doing this for a long time. They're one of the originators of this. Because yeah. you've, you've pro- if you ha- are listening around the world, you've probably seen theaters like this. But this one started in the late 90s. With yep. this concept, which is yeah, the, dinner and a show yeah, it, together. Yeah, drinks, food. You know, uh, you get a waiter that comes to you. You basically sit at like a bar top type table, mm-hmm. and uh, you sit like almost in an office chair. Uh, yeah, to, that, to, uh, to, that, that to watch the technology to watch the movies. has started to move beyond them now that other places are starting to do similar similar things, yeah. have, allowing you to have food and booze. Yeah, a lot of theaters now feel like seats. you're. Yeah, I was gonna say a those lot of theaters now feel awesome. like you're in a first class airline. You yeah, know, those with, with some of these seats. But anyways, Hollywood Boulevard, you know, all their theaters have different themes, and yes. they've got a lot of cool props and stuff. Just an overall fun experience to go to the movies. Uh, um, I don't normally go to a theater like that to go see, like, a, a serious movie that's going to, like, tug at your heartstrings, because the setting doesn't really fit for that. I'd right. rather sit in a dark theater, you know, and, and not have any distractions. Where in a theater like this, you get a little distractions, because, you know, a waiter's constantly coming around, mm-hmm. checking on you, refilling your drinks for you, grabbing your... Plates off tables. And, giving you your check. But yeah. I and do of course, need... there's people that talk too loud. You know, like three tables in front of you. Somebody will say, yeah, I'll take a refill and I'll, I'll do that. The, 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 really? The, 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 and my no one not. No inside voice? <laughs> um, uh, at least in the theater we were in. This is the first time I was in this one. This is the one where they do the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yes. Most weekends. Row H was horrible because it was the had actual tables and you weren't high enough in front of the people in front of you. And. Luckily, it was just the two of us, but if it had been the, the four um, uh, that were supposed to be there, um, one of us would have had to have our basically back to the theater to screen to try and eat our food. Luckily, that didn't happen. Yeah. But anyways, uh, still overall good time. Me and oh, you yeah, saw, great we went mo- to the Thursday night show. Uh, Thursday night, of, 7 o'clock. Speaking what? of Thursday night, I pulled out the numbers. 
$25.2 million on Thursday night. That's bank. That is the second biggest MCU opening. The first is Age of Ultron, 27.6. And right behind, slightly behind uh, Black Panther was Civil War at $25.0 million. So this made a $0.2 million or more mm-hmm. than Civil War. Uh, yeah, I mean, in, 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 big opening. This is – I don't think Marvel could have planned this better because February and March are usually dud months for movies. Yes. Like nothing comes out. It's cheesy what? action movies, cheesy horror movies, maybe a couple of kids flicks here and there, but nothing for our generation. They, they said, you know what? Deadpool. It's, it's Deadpool. Deadpool. Yeah, Deadpool. Deadpool. Two years ago. Don't forget about that one. But um, well, and Deadpool did great at the box office. But that's why. Damn right. That's why this makes sense because there's nothing else coming out. Mm-hmm. They could easily plan this movie to be like a Fourth of July opening or oh, Memorial yeah. Day opening or you know some other big holiday you know summer blockbuster opening, and they still would have did some really good money. Yes, but, but you throw it out here where there's nothing out. Yeah. You basically force everybody to go see this movie or go see some other garbage. But um, <laughs> also necessity kind of forced them to do it in this moment yeah. since obviously well, in a month year, and a half. Actually, and last year, uh, I just remember months. Logan came out in yeah. early March. That counts too. I'm going to count yeah. that one. But, you know, the the doldrums before the May drop, obviously the big May, well, May this year is going to be awesome. You're going to have Deadpool. You're going to have Avengers, um, uh, Infinity War and Solo, a Star Wars tale, all in one flippin' month. Yeah. That's going to be a good one. I'm going to see all three. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I go to the movies almost every weekend. Usually right around now, I don't go every weekend because there's nothing out. Yes, but but, the, but um, uh, let's get into the long and short of it. Um, uh, first of all, just initial thoughts without going into full spoilers. What did you think of MCU's, well... I guess penultimate film before their big, the big budget, um, uh, Infinity War. What'd you think? I, I I really liked it because I think for people that are not familiar with the character, like myself, mm-hmm. it gave you the backstory. Yes. It gave you how he became. It told you, you learned more about uh, his his land. You about know, Wakanda. Wakanda. You you learned about vibranium. You you learned about vibranium. Vibranium. You learned about everything yes. involved with the Black Panther storyline, all crammed into one movie. Mm-hmm. Whereas some of these other movies, you know, it takes two or three to really learn about them. Uh, you know, but you got to say that it this was movie, a very good and tight origin story. Yeah, I mean, and in a world now where a lot of these movies are filled with characters from other movies, mm-hmm. that was a worry. I was worried that this movie. There was that they were going to throw yeah. Tony Stark in this movie. They were going to throw Captain in this movie. They were going to throw a couple of uh, one or yes. two other Avengers in this movie I could have definitely or seen... involved them in the story in some way, and for them not to do that at all. That was amazing was restraint awesome. because part of me, you know what? I probably would have been fine with Cap showing up because we know he's there yeah. from the end of um, uh, uh, Civil War. But, but I'm glad they left him out. I'm but they, they left him out. I mean, good it, on him. it sort of reminded me of like when Iron Man first came out. Yeah. When Iron Man came out, nobody else from the Avengers was in it. Actually, nope. the Avengers wasn't even thought of nope. as far as you know the, story, the movies go. Well, they were uh, thought of. That was Marvel's yeah. um, uh, obviously long-term plan was to do this movie, this movie, this movie, this movie, and then do this great big movie. Yeah, but I mean nowadays, like a new Captain America movie is going to have three other guys from the Avengers. In yes. It. A, the next Spider-Man movie. You know there's going to be more Avengers than that and one. And that's not true. I mean it did have Martin Freeman in it. Yeah. Did but, have um, Agent Ross. Yeah, but I'm saying that you didn't have to force 
No. Another big character in this movie. You didn't to help need the story. one of the big names. Yeah. Uh, uh, director, by the way, uh, Ryan Cooliger. For people that don't know Ryan Cooliger, Cooliger. Sorry. Cooliger. Cooliger. He also did Creed. Yes. Fantastic so he, movie. One of my favorite films so he, of the year. And he had, and I just love that he had Hollywood Donnie in it. <laughs> yeah. And, oh, and yes. uh, Fruitsville Station. Don't know if you saw that movie. I did not. That uh, is a true story based on um, uh, a, a, a young man that was killed by police at a, at a train station in Oakland. Mm-hmm. Um, so he did both of those movies. Both of those movies featured Michael B. Jordan. I love Michael B. Jordan. And uh, it's cool is the, the Fruitsville Station movie has this Oakland tie. Well, Black Panther has Oakland ties. Yes, it does. That's where, um, uh, well, uh, well, we can uh, start letting the spoilers come out. Um, uh, Michael B. Jordan's character, Killmonger, is originally from. Yes. Where he Wallace was born. Wallace from The Wire, by the way. Wallace from The Wire. Yes. And he's also Johnny Storm. Yes, he God, is. another connection there. You got Michael B. Jordan, who played Johnny Storm. Well, his future in movies... Okay. He's going to be with the other Johnny Storm. Yes, I well no, he <laughs> won't because biggest spoiler at least for now, he dies. Mm. That but we'll see if they try and bring him back because I, I would have loved to have seen just one scene with him and Chris Evans. Yes, the I don't two Johnny they, Storms. I don't know what they would have done. Maybe something they, like you look familiar. Have I seen you before? <laughs> you look familiar. You, you would have to if you were to put those two in the same scene together just for like a funny. Fantastic Four kind of knock. Yes. I would, I would have them both wearing something blue. Yes. Like like each wearing a blue shirt. And you got to put a four somewhere in the seat. Well, you also have to have Maybe some have play. the clock. The clock will say four o'clock. You also have to have some kind of fire hazard. <laughs> 444. Oh, you could have the clock say 444 You in the also background. need some for- fire hazard. Oh, <laughs> maybe a fire extinguisher. A no, clock. just like they're battling each other and going towards flames. Oh yeah, something like that. They got to do something. But uh, but yes, um, as Killmonger does. Let's talk about Killmonger. We'll start with that. That's the villain. Yeah. Well, first of all, I want to talk about one small flaw I had with this film was that there were two basically two villains, and it was one hour on one villain and one hour on the other villain. So it kind of to me, and this is the smallest, most niggling detail I can think of, seemed like they were telling two separate stories in one movie. Uh, I, I I. I agree with you on that one a little bit, but for somebody like me who went into this movie not knowing what to expect, yes, seeing an origin story, along oh yeah, with, I agree. You're seeing two of his most famous villains, yep, um, in the same movie. Which what I what I liked about this movie is that you spend the first hour of the movie he's chasing down, you know, the guy who's taking the Andy Circus, yeah, who is delightfully hilarious. Oh, absolutely, just delightfully deranged. He's he's taking him down, but you're thinking to yourself while watching the movie, oh, so he's going to be the bad guy this whole movie. You see, I was pretty and, sure. And he... I was waiting. I was like, oh, so how are they going to drag this out where he keeps like he keeps eluding them and they can't catch him? Um, how are they going to drag this out for two may, hours? And may... But all of a sudden, boom, he's caught. And you're yes. like, oh, so and they he's... caught the bad guy. So I'm guessing there's a, a bad guy that's more important than him. Yes. That's going to come in, and then, boom, we get introduced to Michael B. Jordan. Well, we had been introduced to him, and I had kind of um predicted this because I'm like, okay, so they showed us that one scene um at the beginning where Black uh, the King T'Chaka and his brother had, uh, had words. I'm like, uh, okay, because we saw Michael B. Jordan in London. I'm like, oh, Michael B. Jordan's character is going to be revealed as um, uh, T'Challa's cousin. And I put that together. I didn't know he would know it, though. Yeah. 
I thought it would be like one of those things that he didn't know, but it was all his master plan to get um, uh, Andy Serkis's character and bring him in and challenge for the title of King and Black Panther. I guess what but he was a thought on that though because yes, uh, we don't he know is how a very... old we don't know how old Michael B Jordan's character is it's definitely been at least what a decade two decades have passed since his father was killed in 1992 so so, it... so he he purposely waits 20 years to prepare to take over the throne whereas well, Brad let me ask you a question if you found out today that you're the heir to a throne are you going to wait 20 years to go try to claim your hair? Well, or are you going to say, screw this? Uh, I quit my job. I quit. I'm going to take my throne. Well, considering that would mean I'd have, to <laughs> I'd have to challenge a guy in combat. Mm, you're and, not going to um, train for 20 years. And that guy is um, uh, cut. Or how about another thought? Hmm. And you I, have I, to I live, catch. I live. I, I mean, I, I live in Oakland. Um. We don't know what kind of job he had. We don't know what kind of money well, we he was do. making. He, we knew but he you're was thinking a... yourself. I'm thinking this coming to America thing. Like, hmm, well, we did. You're know a it. king. You, if anything, if anything, why would you wait 20 years to go fight for your throne when you could just say, hey, as soon as I realized that my dad was involved in this nation of kings and I could get the hell out of the ghetto. And I could go to live with my family in Wakanda and and and, and be rich and famous right now. Well, why, first why, of why all, why fight to take it all when you could just go and be a part of it? Because first of all, we do know what his job was. He joined the military and was mm. an assassin, wet work guy, and uh, did stuff like that. Then he became a criminal so he could catch Andy Serkis's character. It was all it was a long plan, but it's not nearly as convoluted as some is Loki's plans. Yeah, but it's Especially not. Especially the I one guess, part. He guess, did not allow himself to get caught. He caught someone else. So I, I don't. I don't believe his path. I don't like his path. I'm I just do thinking like to myself: it. if I find out I'm royalty, why would I want to go and fight and take all the royalty when I could just go join the well, royalty? The thing is, that we was don't my know. biggest flaw with the movie because I'm just thinking to myself: I'm like, why does he care about going and 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 and? I mean, I get it. Like, uh, his his dad was murdered. And, and and he grew up with a harder life because of it, but instead... His uh, dad was a criminal. But, but yeah, again, his dad was a criminal, but here's the thing is, you have this yeah. extended family that's royalty. Yes. And you don't want to go reveal yourself to them to say, hey, help me, I'm... Well, I'm I, your family. I mean, because they would have helped him. I just... No, he, they wouldn't have, because T'Chaka, King T'Chaka, his uncle, kept him... Away, he could have taken him there. He wanted to keep him away from Wakanda. So while T'Chaka was still alive, he had no way of really doing it because he was ostensibly in exile. Okay, all right. I just explained it. Right. I used my brain to. Anyways, Michael B. Jordan was still alive. Awesome. No, Michael G. B. Jordan because he is an extremely sympathetic villain. He brings up a lot of good points, but like with a lot of villains, he's an extremist. But because of his extreme views, and we will get to this, it forces T'Challa, um, uh, Chadwick Boseman's character, to make changes to himself. He realizes that, yeah, this guy does have some good points, but his means are extremely wrong. Well, yeah, and, and of course, um, Killmonger doesn't know, outside of what he learned from reading books or whatever, he, does, he doesn't know the real core morals of the Wakanda tribe. Wakandan tribe. Well, the, the, you 
the problem is we do know that based on um, uh, the internal divisions within Wakanda, there were some that kind of wanted to do the world domination thing. Yeah. Obviously, um, uh, uh, T'Challa's original lieutenant turns on him at the very end and gets his butt kicked by his wife. That's true. Um, so while watching this movie, a couple of different thoughts came through my head. Obviously, I pointed out one about Michael B. Jordan's, you know, motivation and and, oh, and, he is and great. his actions. Um, and, and just thinking to myself how I would have went about it and how I think most people would have went about it if if you found out you were royalty, regardless if somebody killed your family or not. <laughs> Remember, anyways, these, this family killed your family. This is um yeah. internal strife. This is Othello, Shakespearean gobbledygook. Another thought I had. The Tony Stark effect. Yes. Does he know about Wakanda? Does he know, you know about this? I was just thinking about Did, that. Does he because... know about the technology? Because we already know he's big into technology. Yes. He's big into, like... Um, does he, does he I, know? I mean, if he, if he knows it, if he knows anything about Wakanda and what they have and vibranium... I, I mean, imagine he, what here he, comes another Civil War moment because he could say, look, you guys have this stuff. It's already been taken from you once and weaponized. Somebody else can do it and destroy the whole world. Well, what do you where do you think? So we're gonna, that, that's what I'm thinking from a moral standpoint. No, I think what we're going to see is Tony Stark using the vibranium, but they're going to be having to use it to repel Thanos in the next movie. Where do you think we're going to get weapons to defeat Thanos? There's only one place on the planet that's going to be able to help us. Black Panther's just going to say, okay, you could have it. You think that when there's a giant alien coming that he's not going to? Well, they, they already went through this movie where they talked about the morals of, like, not doing world domination. Yes. But not they, revealing themselves. Yes, but they he revealed himself. He revealed everything about Wakanda to the world. That, that That's what was implied at but the then, UN meeting. Okay, but... It, he reve- he it, reveals it, but do people really believe it? Because it's hidden. No, well, my guess is. Oh, by the way, I, uh, Brad, I li- I I live in a little town. You can't see it because it's an invisible bubble. My guess is they're going <laughs> to reveal themselves completely. That was the implied thought there. That he he smirks and then begins speaking again and goes into ev- all the details. Okay. It's one of those sight unseen things. Well, and we'll see what say, happens at the beginning of the next movie. I just gotta. I, I, and could you imagine Tony Stark working with um uh, Shauna on oh tech? God. Yes, that would be funny. The or two even of them, Jarvis. <laughs> yeah, because remember he's working on um well, our well, stupid tech. Imagine what he can do with Wakandan tech. Yeah, well he's he's just designing he's designing robots and machines where she's using. Like the vibranium and and coming up with like new age, yes. like James Bond type stuff. Oh yeah, she was. Tony Q. Stark doesn't even have James Bond type. She stuff. was Q. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I just and I loved the, the scene. Okay, kick it. He kicks it, sends the um. Uh, oh yeah, then she flying. videotapes. Now, yeah. now kick it again. Delete that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, she was Q in that movie, which was yes. really cool. Well, you, um, you could even tell it was a Q scene because. It oh, yeah. pans down. You're like, this is like James Bond stuff right here. Yeah. I like it. And he, she had the same kind of witty demeanor as Q. All she had to say was, don't go destroying this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and then she would have been Q. Uh, but better. I, I, I mean, I again, just thinking of, I, I, can't, but I let's couldn't help but think about 
what Tony Stark would think of this place, think of this technology. Because here's the thing is, outside of Wakanda, Tony Stark is probably the most genius. Is the best dumb inventor. Di- yes. Technology, like coming up with, with stuff like he built Spider-Man suit. He Agreed. built his own suit. Agreed. He built all these suits. And, and then now somebody's like. And others better than him. And other technology, but <laughs> but how about we focus on Chadwick Boseman because we haven't talked about him oh, at yeah. all really yet. The king. The king, King T'Challa. Sorry, king. The Black Panther. Uh, um, I loved his character arc because obviously first in the first part of the story he is somewhat um uh, going on vengeance. Although if you watch the end of Civil War, it's kind of um uh ruining what some of the stuff that happened. Where he said he wouldn't be consumed by vengeance, and then. He's being consumed by vengeance again, but small niggling detail. He um, isn't able to get the bad guy. Obviously, Killmonger was trying to get him the whole time. And most of the arc is him trying to protect his father's legacy and continue what his father did against all other advice until he sees what isolationism has done around the world. He realizes he has to try and begin helping which is what we see in the mid credit scene where he smirks and then we don't know what he really says because you don't we we don't know i'm glad you bring this up because here would be a complaint i would have <gasps> you're complaining no here's here's this is just a nitpick all right but that's my job yeah but here's where i would complain about this he's he wants to come out and help Yes. Why is he going all the way to the United States of America to help? What about his own country? Well, his own country is fine. The, no, that, no, Africa's not fine. That's a continent. There are other countries in Africa. Wakanda's yeah. a country. Africa's a continent. But you get what I'm saying. This is, this is geography. It's like he, he, he went to South Korea. Well, he went to see where um, uh, He went to Killmon- America. Killmonger. Like, we didn't see him. Like, well, he went to see where Killmonger was formed. Like he's not taking down the cartel in 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 you know no, third he, world African countries. Well, I'm that's sh- what I'm saying. We don't know. You would what think he's doing. He, you would think if he's like wanting yes. to. All right, well, he I want to. I want to. You would want to save your nation he, first, right? Counting it. Two th- two things. One. Whatever. He went to <laughs> land. <laughs> he went. He went to see um uh, um uh, L A to see where Killmonger was formed. America. Also, America is a world power, so it's one of the places where you have to reach out to. And then he, went to, and then he went to Vienna to reveal Wakandan's technological advancement to the world. Who knows what he's doing after this? We'll see. We at the next, in the next Black Panther movie, we may well hear of the um, uh, good deeds he's been doing all over the world, in mm. Rwanda, in um, uh, Iraq, in Germany, in every um, uh, place you can think of. Okay. Let's give him time. He right. just Let's hear did about it. your complaints. I want to hear a complaint from you. Come on, Brad. Give me one. Well, I already told you one of my complaints was um, there being two distinct story arcs in this one, which I thought. You see that? You see, I'm trying so to. So you're hoping that he would just chase down what's his name the whole time? Well, I feel the build to Killmonger was a little bit slow. Obviously, okay. we knew that Michael B. Jordan uh, the movie was did the. did feel a little long. I will say that Michael B. We knew that Michael B. Jordan was going to be end up being the bad guy because we had seen promotional footage of him in a Black Panther costume. Yeah. Um. You know, it, I really have a. I think sometimes some of the camera work could have been it was a little needlessly showy. Like they did two upside down shots. I'm like, the first one was 
okay because obviously it's where he's getting his butt kicked, but the second one was just kind of there. But I have no real big complaints. Yeah, I mean, I would say I thoroughly the movie did enjoyed feel a little this. long. I will it say was that. long. It, I mean, two-hour movie, which is normal for two hour twenty eight any movie these days. But they probably could have cut out 10, 15 minutes somewhere. Yeah, I mean, I think the only reason why it felt long is um, all the story. But the story is important. Yes. Like, they had to tell you, they were really focusing on telling you the story of the tribe, telling you the story of the kingdom, telling you yes. the story of... Of the of the people in the and you met so many different characters, it was a character building movie I, with some action. But if yes. you were to like really think about the action scenes in this movie, if somebody would say, "Oh, is there a lot of action?" I'd probably say no, maybe ten minutes of action. Ten minutes of there's total no, screen time yeah. action. Other than that, it's very story building. Yeah. but it's interesting. You like you like you. I mean, for the first it's time watching intrigue. it, you're really glued to it. And tr- and really wanting to know. Now, will I go sit in the theater and watch it a second time? Probably not. I might, especially today, because I got to take my car in uh, to the Honda over by the mall. And there's, oh, jeez. There's a there's a <laughs> there's a theater over there, and I might have might have a lot of time to kill. But I really enjoyed it. Um, I did I did want to make note of one scene that I thought was while it was stunning, visually stunning. I'm like, how did they get up there? And that was the scene where they are doing their first ritual fight, and you see all the people on the different platforms of the waterfall. I'm like, how did those people at the very tippy top get up there? That had to be a hell of a climb up Remember there. Remember all the technology? They just have an elevator. Oh, yeah. There it is. It's technology. <laughs> they just took the elevator up. It's technology. Behind the waterfall is an elevator, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's a very good film. It tells a great story of betrayal, of redemption, and all. All sorts of different things in one tight little package. Yeah. You um, uh, see a guy learn that, yeah, his father, who he revered, did make mistakes. Yeah. Well, I mean, and he had to move on from the past and uh, embrace the world as a whole, especially since we know in um, Avengers Infinity War, we're going to need Wakanda to repel that bastard Thanos. All right. You ready for a fun fact? Give me a fun fact, fun fact, fun fact, fun fact. All right. Not only did Chadwick Boseman and Michael B. Jordan work together in this movie, but they both had acting jobs together yeah. on All My Children, the soap opera. Oh, dear God. And Poor they guys. did it playing the same character. <laughs> they played the part of Reggie Montgomery, oh. which I believe Chadwick only played that character in like one episode, and then Michael B. Jordan took over that character, replaced for, him for quite a bit. So, but yeah, they both but did well, that's a, but that is a common. I I don't know much about soap operas. I do know it's a common staple to have um uh, just a new actor come in and say, "Yep, I'm the new this person." Yeah, <clears throat> kind of like Doctor Who, right? Yes, I'm the new Doctor. Yes, but at least with that one, there's a scientific well, mm. a story explanation for why it happened. And this one, it's just like, why do you look completely different? No, I don't. Shut up. Go away. But, oh, um, and, and, and I spoiler alert again. We're talking spoilers here, but uh, Forrest Gump did not start a fight in the Black Panther Party at all. <laughs> did not. So just no just Forrest Gump. And um, do we want to talk? Do you have any Easter eggs for us? I actually I looked up um other than Easter um, eggs that they, were really in the movie were you know like Killmonger's mask. Yeah. Uh, a lot of comic book nods, like when it comes to the outfits, the mask, mm-hmm. the necklace, um, a lot, a lot of stuff. Just, I mean, even where he throws um, uh, uh, 
Tichella over the waterfall. That was like a big scene in the comic books. Yes. A lot, just basically a lot of comic book homage. So for people that have read or have been really involved in the Black Panther comics, I mean, there's just a lot of scenes pulled right from the comics and put on the screen, which is awesome. I just personally have never got into Black Panther comics or the storyline or anything, so I was brand new oh, to was all gr- of this. So, so was I mainly. I mean, I knew who T'Challa was. He, he's been an Avenger. He's been a staple of the Marvel Universe for a long time. So I knew of him. I knew of his powers. I had never seen this much from him. But I suppose we can talk about the end credit scene because we talked about the mid credit yes. scene. And that is African vid- Village. And we see Bucky Barnes is awake and doesn't have an arm right now. But he's now known as White Wolf. Yes. Who is a was a different Black Panther character in the comic books, was T'Challa's adoptive brother and the head of the secret police. Obviously, uh, we'll see where they're going to be going with Bucky um, in the next movie and movies beyond. Now, T'Challa's sister, Q, I mm-hmm. mean, not, that's not her name. What's her name? Suri. Shuri. Shuri. Uh, there's a line. I did read this. There's a line in the movie. Um, yes. Where she says, oh, great, you've given me another white boy to fix. Yes. So I think it's implied at the end credit scene that Bucky is the other white boy. Yes, he's been fixed because he's awake. He was only yes. supposed to be woken up once they could get the programming out. And and so... Um, oh, I finally did think of a gripe, okay? Because they say that the, um, uh, this movie begins a week after the explosion in Vienna that killed T'Chaka. We also know that at that time, that's when... Um, uh, Captain America was in Wakanda. So just not to even mention where Cap was, I thought was somewhat odd. And obviously we got what happened with Bucky. So I just didn't, was like, he, there should have been at least just a throwaway line. That's all I needed. Not much. Yeah. But uh, with that in credit scene, uh, I, I mean, I think it's, it's kind of clear to me that she is obviously fixing him. Yes. And uh, and preparing him, obviously, to be a really good guy again. Yes. And take over for Cap. Well, yes, because uh, obviously. I mean, I think that's, I mean, I, I know Chris we're, jumping, is I know one we're of jumping ahead, but May's almost here. Yeah. So is this next Avengers film the last time Chris Evans plays Captain America? Well, do, are we counting both um, Infinity War 1 and Infinity War 2? Yeah, I'm going to say that because I think I think it's time for Bucky to take over. Well, yeah. Well, also Chris Evans' contract is up. And, but obviously they can always just bring him back. And when Chris Evans says, I can't find more work, I guess I'm capped oh, forever. Oh, he's going to go back and do another Fantastic Four movie. <laughs> but um, I don't know. Um, I think it probably is. It's time. Chris Evans has gotten a lot out of Cap. I mean, because I feel he's like... He's put together some great films. Obviously, still probably the best Marvel Cinematic Universe film is still Captain America 2, Winter Soldier. Man, it's so good. It, oh, no, I got to rewatch it. When, because, well, um, uh, I'm going to ask you one more question that I did ask you that, that. But, yeah, I think this is probably it for him and probably Tony Stark. And the end of Tony Stark, that one's going to be a, probably a bit bittersweet because, obviously, he launched it. He launched the Marvel Cinematic I mean, Universe. If, if the first Iron Man movie Bombed. didn't do as good as it did, I don't think you would have had this chain of other films. We wouldn't have um, Iron Man, and I'll give credit to your guy, uh, Batman Begins. We would not have had the renaissance of superhero films that we had. Yeah. Because prior to that, there were superhero films. Mm-hmm. They just weren't 
as big, like X-Men. X-Men had three films. You know, I mean, X-Men 2 is a fantastic movie, yeah. but it didn't really launch anything else. But they weren't like, stories. They were soup. And this, yeah. this, this is actually a, a perfect transition because before Iron Man, superhero movies were a superhero movie first, and then there was this story. With Iron Man, it And became, a lot of it was just original storyline. Yes. Like, think about the Tim Burton Batman movies where... It was a superhero movie. They stayed somewhat true to the storyline, but Tim Burton did his own thing. He's like, but, nah, we're going to do this. We're going to, you know, but, we're going to make these changes. But with Iron Man and Batman Begins, it be- went from being a story, um, a superhero movie. It became, it, it's this kind of movie, it just so happens to have a superhero in it. Yeah. Like with um, a, um, a Winter Soldier. It's a spy movie, but there's also superpowers. Spider-Man Homecoming. It's a teenage coming of age of film with one of the um, teenagers having superpowers. Yeah. You know, I was uh, also... The superpower was not the defining characteristic of the film. I was thinking, too, after this movie, um, Black Panther, you know what it really reminds me of? It reminded me of Wonder Woman a lot. It kind of has that similar storyline where it's, you know, people in a hidden nation. um, You you learn a lot about them and their way of life. And then one gets out, and in this case, instead of one leaving, like Wonder Woman leaving, instead you've got one coming in, which is Michael B. Jordan's character, Killmonger's yes. coming into the world, versus you know somebody leaving the world. So I, I was like, wow, this is kind of like Marvel's response to Wonder Woman because it's very similar storyline. It was, but this one film was also <laughs> planned for ages, and it got only got pushed back because of they got the rights to finally have Spider-Man back, and they're like. We're running with this stuff. Yeah, we got to put Spidey back on. We got to get Spidey back in our universe, and we got to do it now. Yeah. Anyways, uh, but so overall, overall, great film. Yeah. Go out, see it. It you're gonna enjoy it. It's both a great story and a great, great um popcorn film. Really hard on um, a combo to master, but they did it in this case. And it, I mean, it's gonna make a ton of money. Oh, uh, it's, it's going to make Mad Bank. Yeah. I mean, I. Would you be surprised? I mean, yeah, this is going to be number one in the box office probably for the next three, four weeks. Well, yeah, because it's doldrums. And this is the only big blockbuster. And, and the hype, too. Like, there's, it's overall all positive response. Yes. Like, I really haven't heard anybody see this movie and say, eh, I didn't really like it. Well, there are people. Uh, I, haven't, but, I haven't heard any. But there are people that have a now, certain agenda. Now, there are some people, though, and, and this is where I, I'll give a little bit of a warning. There are a lot of people that I think are overhyping this movie, making it seem like it's, you know, the right. second or third best Marvel movie, and it's not. I think it's top five. I don't really think it is. So, you know, if you go in with too high of expectations, I think you might get a little let down. But if you just go into it and watch it and appreciate it for what it is, it's mm-hmm. a very good movie. Well, um, uh, any closing thoughts? Uh, No, but we do need uh, – on a Coming up on our future podcast, I think we're going to have to spend some time talking about Cloverfield because we did. Yeah, really we did not talk yet. about that. Um, we also got. Uh, oh, Oscars are coming up soon, too. We'll have to do our picks. Uh, Flash. Flash. Ooh, Walking Dead returns tomorrow yeah. night. Uh, uh, so we've got a lot coming up here in the, on the next few podcasts here on the Whole Crest Duel. I am Metal John at Metal John Radio. I'm Brad Risto at Brad Risto. All right, this has been episode number 79. Today is February the 17th, 2018, and we'll talk to you next week.